It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Here at Bar and Grill Podcast, Jeff Johnson coming to you from the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico with a, oh, Kristen made a face. We'll have to see what that face is about. With us from the wilds of Minnesota, Kristen Peterson. How are you doing, Kristen? Well, I want to be from a snuggery. The snuggery, yeah. That's what we decided we're, okay, listeners spent just about seven months homeless at the beach, uh, moving from from beach rental to beach rental. And some of them were, were more fancy than I was comfortable in. And one or two of them were just <laughs> right. And one were, eh, but they were closer mm. to the beach. Um, and, and so finally, after all that weight, we finally, Slinky, what you eating? Uh, got into our, the, the apartment that we wanted, but that's not the one we planned on because, um, but we found a better place and we got in there. And so we're, we're closer to the beach than we thought we were going to be. And uh, it, uh, the, the, uh, it's just delightful. Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned, I mentioned re- recently an episode with Carol that I was going to, I was going to become a kayak guy. I wanted to, want to make sure that was okay. Cause you know, you think kayak, you think kind of they're granola and, and I, I don't know. Is it okay if I, Kristen, you know me, yeah. it's okay if I become a kayak guy. You think oh my I'd gosh, be? you can become a kayak guy. Just please okay. wear a life jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, most of the water I'm going to go in is like uh, knee deep. So you <laughs> okay. know, I'm, not, I'm not going out to sea, but um, one, I uh, got to get your take on this. I, I'm trying to figure out what to name the kayak. I got the kayak the other day. We're mm-hmm. going to we're going to get another kayak. Tasha's got a name picked out for hers already. I, I, I first, I mentioned in another episode, I was, I, I was thinking about the sea hag as a name mm. for my kayak. Mm. Um, you made a face, you don't approve that one. Well, I mean, it just seems negative. I think we should be positive vibing your kayak. Okay. And I went on, uh, on the internet and looked up the names of historic, um, pirate ships Ooh, and, uh, not a lot of, not a lot of positive names. Um, oh, shoot. So I'm I'm going for this whole pirate vibe. So um, I thought the next one I thought of was the uh, was the uh, salty mermaid. Oh, I like that. I, like I mean, that one? Just, does that sound cute? Yeah, it's better than hag. Like if you're gonna name it something that's feminine, we need to like mermaid has better vibes than hag. Okay, well. <laughs> In your life, uh, Kristen, have you ever met any females that were hags? I don't know. I guess we would have to define hag. I think I or or I, or we'd have to stop recording a podcast so you could uh, be completely honest with me, right? <laughs> so when I think of hag, I think of the lady from Home Alone Two, the bird lady that uh-huh. like has all the birds in Central Park. Like sure. that's what I think of. But but it sh- like 
grouchy, like not kind uh -huh. because the bird lady in Home Alone is kind, but a hag would be a grouchy lady that like doesn't shower ever and wears dark clothes with nets on her. That's like a perfect name for a kayak. <laughs> um, uh, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I'm just grouchy. I, I don't know all the positivity. Mm. Um, Mermaid's great. Yeah, not the sea hag. You do what you want to do, Jeff. Well, okay. I'm just getting. I'm getting input. Do you have any other suggestions? I mean, those are just two I've come up with. Uh, I, I, I could have emailed you this, so you could. Uh, yeah, put you on I the know. Spot, but it's a little bit more fun to put you on the spot. Oh boy, what would I name? Um kayak it's blue it's blue yeah uh the i mean you could do something like you could do something like the majestic mermaid or like if you want to use hag like use something nice with it too i just feel like if you do something negative it's just gonna like karma bite you in the butt and uh, all of the sea hags are going to come out of the ocean floor and try to tip your kayak over. Oh, well, <gasps> what about that Ursula? That's really negative. But well, wouldn't wouldn't Ursula be? Wouldn't she be? Didn't she fit your description of a hag? Yeah, she does. Okay. Well, hey, listeners, if you got ideas <laughs> what I should name my uh, my kayak yeah. and if I should keep it positive and negative. Uh, uh, hit me up at the uh, hotline. That's uh, 228-363-6737. You can send a voicemail, which uh, we can play in the episodes, or you can send a text, which is just more of my voice reading your message. So uh, uh, I prefer the, uh, the the audio, but I know you might be more comfortable with the text. It's all up to you. Speaking of that, Kristen, we've got a, we've got a couple voicemails. I wanted to Ooh, get to one of them okay, with you. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. which one should we oh we'll do this one first let me go okay. share here um so this came in from the from the listener hotline um listeners uh one moment please we're having technical difficulties uh let me go to that <laughs> share screen again um hey zoom hey if we got any zoom people for with zoom employees working um you have to click a little tab to to share audio when you share this share uh something on zoom and you have to click that every time i need a default setting so that that's always on because i always want to share the audio so if we have any zoom engineers listening to the show or zoom aficionados who know where there's a setting back in the deep bowels of the zoom settings where i can i can figure that out let me know what do you know the answer to this maybe google does yeah but fuck google i don't use google <laughs> um, <laughs> okay okay now let's we gotta rewind here and okay now let's see here we go jeffrey this is Ms. Debbie, and I just had to call and get a few things off my chest because there are some things that the children do that absolutely drive me nuts. And I just wanted to tell somebody. All right, let's pause there for a second. Uh, listeners, if you don't know Miss Debbie, Miss Debbie is uh, a, a long time. I think uh, uh, co-host Brett would refer to her as a seasoned caregiver. She's been working in the field for, for a long time. She's kind of 
kind of setting her rate, her ways. You know her better than I do, Kristen. What I mean, how would you describe? Oh, Miss Debbie. Debbie. I mean, she's been in the teaching field. Like she teaches preschool. Um, I believe she's been teaching for like thirty-eight years, and she just she's very set in her ways and. And really enjoys poking at the play-based learning world, you know, just by like inserting what she thinks is good for kids and what they need. And she's kind of grouchy. And she drinks uh, a lot. Grouchy. And she apparently she she drinks whiskey. Um, she's been on yeah. the show before. She's written a couple books. Um, last time she was on the show, I think it was right before Christmas 22 or something way back. It's been over well over a year. Um, she's getting a little bit flirty with me, which made me really, really uncomfortable. Um, because I, I get a feeling, um, first, you know, I'm, I'm happily married guy, but I, I, I have a, a, a feeling if Miss Debbie took me back to her place, there would be a lot of cat hair. Um, so <laughs> that probably would be, that just and you get litter like, on the soles of your feet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get, yeah. 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 Um, so let's get back to Miss Debbie's message. What these things are, because like, I just, I can't do it anymore. They like to mix the Play-Doh, Jeffrey. Mix the Play-Doh. They pick their boogers all the time. They like to say, teacher, 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 over. Okay. What? I mean, okay. So what's, what's this chick's problem? I'm telling you, she's like, she's a grouchy old hag. <laughs> Maybe I should name the kayak the Miss Debbie. You should. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Uh, so where like, where are you with uh Play-Doh mixing? Uh Play-Doh mixing is fine. Like we don't need to be the Play-Doh police. Like well, well I who mean cares? it's hard to know. Okay, but look, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Miss since Debbie isn't here, I'm gonna take her side. Okay. Um so you got the Play-Doh containers and they come in the little cardboard containers and they got the colored lids on. So you, you know what color is in there and then you mix the Play-Doh. How do you, how, how the fuck do you know which lid to put on? You don't, you just put any lid on. It doesn't matter. Well, that's going to get really confusing when somebody wants for the blue Play-Doh and then they open the blue <laughs> lid and it's, it's brown. <laughs> they can do a little problem solving then. Yeah. I mean, it's good. Yeah. They, um, but also most pro a lot of programs I know make their own play-doh yeah and so like you just put it in a big ziploc bag when you're done then you can see through it oh. so you don't so you know what color you're getting and yeah. you can just like if all the play-doh in the little tubs gets mixed up which I love the smell of that Play-Doh, by the way, like the regular yeah, Play-Doh. They should, they should, um, that's the, those little, the, they should make a, the, you should be able to buy the scent of uh, yeah. a Play-Doh to put in your homemade Play-Doh. Ooh, wouldn't that be nice? Or like fragrance your home with it. I bet Miss Debbie doesn't do that. Oh, there should be totally be Play-Doh candles. I think Play there should also candles. be like tape cupboard cam candles. Uh, like, I don't remember. Can you open up a cupboard a and there's a whole cupboard. bunch. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of like tape and like school supplies in there. It smells so good. Um, I don't have any tape nearby to sniff, but I'll I'll put that in my <laughs> in my notes for the afternoon. Um, this kind of touches Kristen on something I I, I did a, a episode with uh, Carol about a little bit ago. Um, listener, another Debbie, listener, uh, uh, Debbie Thurber from uh, Sorry, Washington. Debbie Thurber. 
um, who who is a family child care and not a Miss Debbie, um, was wondering, um, she's been trying to come up with a a policy for her parent handbook about kids destroying things. And I think the the mixing the play-doh for some caregivers, that kind of falls under the destroying things because you're yeah. it, it's it's not. And so um I I think there's the connection there. And so I, although I, I don't think Debbie would mind about mixing the play-doh, but when kids um like break look part some some play is destructive, right? They knock yeah. they build block buildings, they knock them down. Just breaking stuff can be playful. But kids will also get into these things where they're having a meltdown or something and they 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 throw a truck through your flat screen or something. And so yeah. how would you create a policy? And maybe you had something like this back in your center days, um, where you have a policy that you you respect kids need to to play destructively, but also you have a line where if they cross that line, this is stuff we can't break and there needs to be some sort of restitution. Did I explain that right? Yeah, you did. So like a restitution as far as making the parents pay for what was yeah, broken. So say, say, say it's, uh, it, it's like a big ticket item that they, they break intentionally. I mean, sometimes no. things just break. I mean, in my opinion, you can't ask a parent to pay for something their child, because honestly, the child's not willingly breaking it. I'm well, assuming. no, I'm talking about what if they do what? what you I have insurance, like you need insurance for that shit. Stuff, but then there's then there's the intentional destruction of property stuff that goes on sometimes. Well, a you, I mean, really, it's your job as the caregiver to kind of get to the bottom of what their needs are. As far as like, why are they intentionally breaking stuff that they, sh that like is valuable or that you find like that, that you think or need, I don't know, like if it's a computer or a TV screen or whatever, you, you kind of get to the bottom of that. But also you, you also need to create the environment with all of the children in mind. And so if that's happening on a regular basis, then it would be your job as the caregiver to remove things from the space that are high ticket or valuable items so that they can't get ruined. But, but what if it's, what if it's classroom stuff? I mean, okay, uh, so classroom uh, kid, stuff. Size, kid size chairs, um, your magnifying glasses, they start stamping on your magnifying glasses and breaking them. Um, maybe you've got, you've got the, uh, the, the tongs, the little exploratory tongs and they start snapping them in, intentionally causing intentionally. This kind of damage. Yeah. So I think for little things like that, it's really just about having like a little conversation with the child and if they're old enough to kind of like be able to process through things a little bit with you about like, tell me why you're, tell me why you're doing that. Or, I mean, you could also redirect like depending on the age of the child and um, we can't break this. That's our, you know, we all need to use that. So here's something that you can break and then give them some like twigs or and other so things. That they can what happens after they, they break, they, they broke a uh, uh, seven, seven pair of tongs after you've had these nice conversations. <laughs> then I would say, I don't know. I don't, I still don't feel like you can ask the parents to replace those things because like, obviously that child need, has needs that aren't being met in some way, shape or form. And maybe, or, or maybe the child, maybe the kid's just an asshole. Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, like are children capable, like four-year-olds completely capable. I mean, yes, we can view them as an asshole, 
Sure. But are or they really egg. actually trying to be an asshole or are they trying to get your attention by being an asshole? So my, what I would do, like, if it's like recurring all the time and it's nonstop, obviously that child has some needs that maybe are greater than what um, you can care for in your family child care program. And like reaching out to the parents and having that hard conversation about like, you know, here's what I'm seeing. Here's a OT or whatever to refer them to and, and start some digging as far as like what needs aren't being met here and how can we support this child in the best way possible? So how would you explain that in your parent handbook? So parents knew what to expect coming into the program um, or would it even come up in a handbook for you? I wouldn't. I don't, I mean, I wouldn't have a line item for if your child has need, has needs and is breaking things, here's what to expect because it's probably just one child. I mean, there's so many scenarios like that that are going to pop up because every child is so different. You can't possibly put every single troubleshooting item into a handbook, in my opinion, because like it's going to be so organic and different with how you work with each family and child. Um, and really it's about having, I mean, instead of like, it almost feels like this is happening and, and the, the person doesn't really know like how to handle it. So wants to put a policy in place so that they don't have to like, so they can put kind of the, um, put it back onto the parents as far as like here's what you should be doing um, so that this doesn't happen. Or do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I just, I feel like, I don't know. I don't think it's a good thing. Like, I don't think you can put that in a handbook. Like if your child breaks this many things, then here's what's going to happen. Okay. But you can um... like do a overarching thing as far as like, some children's needs are greater than what we can provide for here based on my space, based on like whatever variables you base it on. And um, here's the steps we take if there is a child who has needs that are greater than what I can care for and then list your steps. Okay. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know either. That's why I, that's why I wanted to bring this one to some of the different hosts, because yeah. I think I'll try to do that more in the future because you different, get different opinions on them. Yeah. Um, so I, and I just thought of this instead of having the uh, the, uh, the charging, you know, your your uh, your your devil spawn pulled the head off and, of, of all the Barbies and flushed them down the toilet. Um, here's a bill for the, the Barbies we need to replace. Um, instead of having a policy that that outlines that, maybe you just need to add another two percent to your rate yeah. that you you store away um, in a savings account where you're probably Replace, getting yeah. zero interest uh, the way the economy is now. But um, that you 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 build you have a a war chest of sorts. Um, a pirate's chest of sorts to uh, yeah. to replace that stuff when it happens, and that that maybe takes the uh, the the need for that policy out. But also because I, I understand the 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 desire to have it paid for because you're you don't have an endless budget in a program yeah. for replacing that kind of stuff. Um, and and I mean, 
for kids who are, are willfully destructive, doesn't it help them learn a little bit of personal responsibility to have to make restitution for those things? If they understand it. Well, yeah, see, that's that's the thing. And if you're two, you probably don't. No, you don't. And if you're five, you might be on the borderline. Right. Um, so it, 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 it is really a, a, a fuzzy topic. Um, yes. but that's not, that, that's, I just wanted to get your, your thoughts on that since it was kind of related to Miss Debbie and her Plato. Yeah. Let's get back to her. Let's get back to oh, her message. Okay. Okay. And over and over again, why do they have to dump all the things on the floor all the time? And then they don't clean it up. Like you dump it out, you clean it up. And then they cough on me. I think Debbie would have definitely have a policy. Miss Debbie would definitely have a policy for, uh, for, for she, she probably had in her, I'd love to see her handbook. She's probably got a, if you mix the Play-Doh, it's an extra, extra uh, $6 that week yeah. or, or something. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I bet if they cough on her, she probably has a policy that you have to pay her doctor bills. Sure, sure. I, I bet Miss Debbie through through the whole COVID thing. I bet she was wearing one of those uh, those hazmat suits, like uh, like on, oh, yeah. on, on ET when they when the all the scientists and government people showed up to 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 take care. Oh of yeah, ET. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I I did speak to her a little bit during COVID, and she was at one point she was trying to be very creative, and she like hung a plastic shower curtain from the ceiling as like a shield. Mm -hmm. And she would stand behind the plastic shower curtain to teach at the children. Oh, I mean, that's a, that's an approach. Um, it would yeah. be kind of like, um, sort of some sort of shadow puppet kind of thing going on. There. Yeah. 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 All right. Mm -hmm. Let's wrap up Debbie here. Maybe. I don't know what she's got going. Uh, does she sound <laughs> a little bit, does she sound a little bit drunk to you? I, yeah, she drinks a lot of whiskey. I know that. Mm -hmm. All right, here's more, Debbie. They cough on me, and they whine, and they tattle tail on each other all the time, and then they lie to me about it. And Isn't Debbie calling us to tattletale on those children? <laughs> she sure is. Hey, Debbie. Oh, my gosh, Debbie, that's so funny. Debbie, if you're listening, one, Miss Debbie, uh, next time, try to call sober or... <laughs> or a little bit more liquored up than you appear to be here. You seem to be right on the, right on the uh, borderline, Miss Debbie. Yeah, so I'd, I'd either like nice to hear you sober or I'd like theory, to hear yeah. you. I'd like to hear you just, just plastered, but also um, what's the deal, Miss Debbie? I'm going to call you out here. What's the deal? You tattling on the kids. You whine about the kids tattling and, and totally kids do that, but you're totally calling a podcast, yes. an international known, known early childhood podcast to tattle on children. Come on, Debbie, grow up. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get back. But the to... thing is, it's like adults do that all the time. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's mostly the only reason that, that adults to get together is so we can we can we tattle and on tattle children on the kids. And that, or or each other. Or I mean, you, right. I mean that's what gossip is, right? I mean that's you're right. That's the, that's the only reason social media exists is for people to tattle on each other. It does. Ugh. All right, back to Debbie. And then they bring all the toys from one center to the next center. And I just can't take it anymore, especially when they cry about everything all the time and always have to go to the bathroom. Um, Miss Debbie, <laughs> maybe, 
Miss Debbie, maybe it's time to retire. Maybe it's, if, um, if things are that bad for you, maybe it's time to start thinking about retiring. Um, Debbie, just throw it out there. You could, yeah, you could have a lot of fun with your cats and your whiskey and sure I, I just imagine curtains. miss debbie miss debbie getting all liquored up and uh and crocheting costumes for her cats and uh putting yeah. them on them and putting on a little making the cat sit in circle time or something like that oh like, she could ride so everything all the time and always have to go to the bathroom <gasps> that's all how dare those children have 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 physical needs like need to go to the bathroom i know <laughs> I mean, I mean, my gosh, what kids today, back in my day, we went to the bathroom once, maybe twice a week um, because, <laughs> like because we, yeah, we, because we knew it annoyed <laughs> the adults in our lives. So, um, you know, we had some respect for them and, and curtailed our, our bathroom needs, but not these kids today. No, not these kids. They have to go to the bathroom all the time, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to interrupt Debbie again. We'll get through. We'll get through this uh, this call here. Please have to go to the bathroom. That's all, Jeffrey. I just really wanted to tell somebody all the things that drive me nuts. They drive me nuts. All right, there. Um, <laughs> all right, there, listeners. That was uh, that was Miss Debbie. Um, She's so colorful. Okay, but yeah, it's like I've I've been hoping, you know, I've I've mentioned I've been I've been hoping for uh listener drunk calls. I didn't know Miss Debbie was gonna be the first one, but I'm I'm glad that happened. So we can I can check that off my bucket list. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like I love her, but I hate her. <laughs> Haven't have I mean you guys have collaborated on some stuff that can't I mean if people yeah. are looking for more of Miss Debbie, they can uh they can find her on your on your Facebook Instagram. or Instagram or yeah. whatever mm -hmm. social media you're on. Yeah. So yeah. Um where where's Ms. that? Debbie. Uh I'm at Kristen.rb.peterson on Instagram and Kristen RB Peterson on Facebook. Yeah. So she shows up there a little bit here and there. You gotta kind of go way back in some of the archives to kind of find some Ms. Debbie stuff. But she's oh, there. You, you guys, you guys on the outs? You know, she kind of went radio silent for a little bit and I was a little bit worried about her but I think she was just doing a lot of internal reflecting I was hoping to see some changing in her teaching practices um but I think she just came back a little bit more spicy <laughs> well well I I I I can't wait to hear from Debbie again um about time to about time to wrap this one up I, I I'm going to tease we got we got a couple listener call listener uh messages one uh we got a voicemail we get into probably in the next episode um where um let me find my uh Larissa called back um she called a while ago with uh with another question or wanting some thoughts on something uh, having to do with with kids and their art and mm. another look I had a I had a text message the other day from from a listener and uh she's actually going to show up in an in an episode in a in a month or so um uh Kristen I you know there are teenagers that listen to this show what uh, at least one teenager listens to this show. Um, hi, Emily, if you're listening to this episode. Hi, Emily. Um, Emily is a, a a student, high school student, graduates this year, going to go into, into early learning in college, um, has been taking some some related classes in high school, and she reached out about a, a she had to write a sample policy on for about holidays. And uh, 
but I found it kind of really interesting. And so I invited her. She's going to record with me and Nicole oh, in a couple cute. of days. So that's kind of, that's kind of neat, but I got some that problems, is. Emily, and I'm going to, we're going to get, I'm going to get into this with Emily. Um, I hope she does. No, this won't get released before we record. Okay. So um, there is a, a explicit content warning on this podcast. <laughs> and I don't know what is happening. I, I mean, young, impressionable high school students shouldn't be listening to the the potty talk that goes on on this podcast. So um, I, I just don't know if that should be allowed. Isn't there a way that this could be policed? I mean, my own children swear, like all of them. So <laughs> um, I like if my kids listen, like they hear it on TV all the time. So like mm. they know where to say things and where not to say things, except for I did have to warn Knox before he started public school for the first time for second grade that he couldn't swear at school and that he probably shouldn't like talk about penises all the time like he normally does at school. So <laughs> you can just get, yeah. Where did, he, where, where did he pick that up? Is that somebody picked up from his mom or? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Who do you, who do you pick up the constant penis chatter from? I don't know, but he's also like in the, I don't, he's in the, my daughter is taking psychology in high school right now. And she's like, mom, how old is he? And I'm like eight. She's like, he's definitely in the phallus something, something stage. And I was like, oh, is that a Freud thing? And she's like, yeah, we learned it in psychology. So it's a stage, I guess. Well, I mean, it's just being a dude too. I I think it's totally just being a dude. Um, So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll check into that with, with Emily. Um, Also, I want to know why would, what? Yeah. Why would why would you want to work in early learning? And um <laughs> no, I mean and and uh and if she's listening to this explicit podcast, what kind of music is she listening to? All that all that uh all that music out there with the gyrating and the language and stuff. I I just you know what would be really about, cool is like what? to like touch base with her throughout her college career and see like what she's learning like and have her do like a report back of what they're teaching her about early childhood education in college so that we can like see we can like have an it's like sending a spy in well well we have plenty of listeners of the show that are in that situation already and uh uh they're listening to this podcast and unlearning a lot of what they're what they're learning yeah. in their college classes and so that's something but it I would kind of be fun to like I rip wanna, it apart a little bit yeah that's kind of something i want to warn young emily on because uh look if you want to you if you want to get the grades and and pass the classes yeah you, you got to I mean, you, you got to know how far you can push back on the bullshit that they're selling, selling to you, and some of those, some of those classes about uh, uh, about how to how to do early learning. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, so we'll get into that, and I think next episode we're going to get into uh, what Kristen's at least our next episode together, not chronologically the next episode that's released. Listeners, you you understand we batch record these. So next time I'm back with Kristen, we are going to talk about what she's doing for her 2023 playful change challenge. And I'm, I'm, I'm playing, there's, there's, there's more going on than just kayaking here in Johnson land. Um, it's wild times here at the snuggery. Uh, throw out your Instagram one more time before we wrap up, Kristen. Kristen.rb.peterson. This has been the Child Care Bar and Girl podcast. Back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.